your Locked On Flames, your daily podcast on the Calgary Flames. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to Locked On Flames. Today we re- re- review our reverse psychology. We take you around the league with some news and notes. And it's Wednesday, so you know what that means. It's Would You Rather Wednesday. I'm Jess Belmosto alongside Sean Lavery. Be sure to subscribe and follow Locked on Flames for free wherever you get your podcasts. You'll get the latest episode of this podcast as soon as it comes out each day. Sean, we did it. It was amazing. <laughs> I couldn't believe the result. Our, I, I was reverse psychology myself on our reverse psychology because I thought, well, we 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 blatantly were obvious with our reverse psychology so now I feel like it's not going to work at all so you know I was in my own head like four layers deep of inception of trying to psych myself out about an Islanders win um, but I had nothing to worry about all along because they won and and in an exciting fashion um, Mm -hmm. another double overtime playoff game uh, for us to enjoy this season some extra hockey Um, did you have a chance I was asleep getting ready for my nap before my overnight shift at work did you have a chance to watch this game how late did it go in the eastern time zones um i didn't watch it i was in bed um playing animal crossing um yes i'm a bad hockey fan but um i'm pretty sure it ended at like 11 maybe a little later that's not bad at all no it's not anything too crazy but it's, um, you know, anytime there's free hockey, I guess, it's, uh, I enjoy it. So we, yesterday we were trying to like cast the spell on the Islanders, the reverse psychology, <laughs> like get them to win. Now they finally won. Are you happy that like now that the result is, is final and we, we know what happened? Are you happy that they won? Are you happy this series has gone a little bit longer? Or would you have maybe preferred a lightning overtime goal so we can get the Stanley Cup final up and running? You know, I just I just wanted to see the Islanders squeeze out a second win from, uh, you know, out of Tampa. It's something the Bruins couldn't do, and I will forever be bitter about that, but it's fine. Um, I just I, – I, re- I don't think that the Islanders will come back and win the series, but you know what? It's better than only winning one game. <laughs> This is true. This is true. I am, I guess, I guess I'm happy that the series is going longer. Like I, I really can't complain about, you know, more content. Like we've talked about plenty of times, mm-hmm. the extension of content, the longer this conference finals goes, the longer the cup final goes in theory. So, um, you know, the more the merrier for sure. I was, I got to be honest. I don't know. Did you catch the NBA results last night where the Nuggets sh- like shocked the Clippers yeah. uh, and came back from a three, one series deficit to win, um, their second round series. Now the Nuggets are in the Western Conference Final. That was a inspiring performance. So much so that I'm like, kind of like, damn, like I kind of want the NHL version of that. Like I would like to, because I think the the Nuggets beating the Clippers would be somewhat similar uh, to the Islanders beating the Lightning. And so um, I got to be honest, watching that in the NBA go down last night. Um, I know I've been weary of of having the Islanders win this series <laughs> and come back because. Um, not having Tampa in the cup final, like a Dallas Islanders cup final would be a disaster. <laughs> but um, I got to be honest, that Nuggets performance in the NBA has me inspired. And I think I'm I'm slowly turning, like I slowly turned with the Dallas Stars. Like now yeah. I'm a little bit of a Stars. I can see some positives and be a little bit of a fan there. The same I, is almost happening with the Islanders. 
Definitely. And I think that a Stars Islanders Cup final would be peak 2020. Like there would be nothing else that would just kind of sum up the chaos of this year. Right. And so the the same conversation is almost exactly being had in the NBA where, you know, they're even one step ahead because the Nuggets have actually won where mm-hmm. um, we're just kind of pondering like, what if, uh, if, if the NBA has an NBA finals of the Nuggets playing the Miami Heat and they lose out on the Lakers playing the Clippers in a playoff series and they lose out on maybe the Celtics playing the Lakers in the finals, like it would be peak 2020 in there as well. So if we could have all the sports kind of cycle on the same page and, and get on the same cycle of just pure chaos, um, maybe in Major League Baseball, the Angels finally make it somewhere and let's like, I don't know, throw the Blue Jays in there or just someone random. Uh we are agents of chaos, as, as the Twitter phrase goes. And so <laughs> yeah. uh, the more chaos, the better. And if all the sports can get on the same chaos page, the, the better for us as well. Absolutely. I really, I, I, I think it'd be great, you know, just kind of like sports are a big part of people's lives. And obviously uh, the NHL has been doing it right with the whole, you know, no uh, positive COVID tests or anything like that. So like if everybody can kind of just be on like a good level of chaos so we can all enjoy um, some fun sports chaos, that would be fantastic. Speaking of chaos and the NHL doing it right in the bubble, did you hear the story? I have to go back to the NBA again, just because I love the NBA <laughs> so much. Uh, the Houston Rockets player, Dan Wellhouse, who was basically evicted from the bubble. He got kicked out of the bubble um, because allegedly he had one of the nurses uh, that the yes. NBA hired to like do COVID tests. Uh, this Houston Rockets player, Dan House, had one of those nurses in his hotel room. Like, and you know, you can kind of connect the dots as to <laughs> yes. what may have happened in there. Um, so, I mean. That's crazy. I saw that. I think it was last night or this morning. And I was like, you know, at least it was somebody in the bubble. <laughs> Or true, just, true. I, I guess. I mean, but. I guess. I guess, like we talked about, how much chaos we want. I think we want the chaos to stick on the field or on the yeah. ice or on the court. Um, None of that nonsense going it on. It is just you. crazy. I, it's, it's. I guess in one way, it's funny because it's, it's Dan Wellhouse. I've never heard of this guy until mm-hmm. this story came out. So he's a Houston Rockets, really like no one, like a bench player. Uh, if it was James Harden or you know a, a star player that mm-hmm. got involved in a situation like this, um, my God, like the. Twitter I could only imagine. Burn. Twitter might actually catch on fire. So good on the NHL for keeping the status quo of your league and and being nice and boring uh, off yep. the ice. Um, you know, zero positive test. That's not a boring stat. That's obviously like a, a great accomplishment and a great feat. So we we appreciate that. But you know, outside of that, it's been it's been pretty status quo. <laughs> it's been pretty tame. Uh, minus like maybe one agent, Alan Walsh, going crazy <laughs> with the tweet, uh, which might actually come up in our next segment. Um, I have a little story about Pete DeBoer to get into, and then you've also provided some great news and notes. So uh, coming up next, we got some uh, more news and notes around the NHL. Um, maybe more non-playoff stuff than anything. Uh, another trade today went down. So, um, you know, trades are happening around the Flames, but the Flames haven't really been involved in anything or or pulled the trigger on anything quite yet. So uh, maybe Bradtree Living having uh, a few, you know, awkward conversations with some GMs and just not being able to get it done yet. Uh, speaking of awkward conversations, uh, I want to tell you about Roman because Roman helps you address one of the most awkward conversations that a guy could have. And that is talking about erectile dysfunction. Uh, you know, usually guys are the prone and, and the type to just brush things off and, you know, 
um, say things like they've had a long day at work and, and just kind of pile up excuses um, as opposed to addressing something that's a, you know an actual medical problem and something that needs to be addressed. Uh, and that's where Roman comes into play. It is super easy to talk about with a real healthcare professional who can prescribe you real medication. It is simple, it is safe, and best of all, it is totally discreet. With Roman, you can get a free online evaluation and ongoing care for ED, all from the comfort and privacy of your own home. A healthcare professional will work with you to find the best treatment plan, and if medication is a appropriate, Roman will ship it to you with free two-day shipping. The whole process is straightforward, simple, and like I said, nice and discreet. Getting started is nice and simple as well. Just go to GetRoman.com slash LockedOnNHL and complete your online visit. Erectile dysfunction used to be tough to tackle, but now there is Roman. Complete an online visit today at, with, and connect with your healthcare professional to take care of it. Go to GetRoman.com slash LockedOnNHL today. If approved, you'll get $15 off your first order of an ED treatment. That is GetRoman.com slash LockedOnNHL. GetRoman.com slash LockedOnNHL. And Jess, it is now time for our favorite read of all. It is a DoorDash read. Today is Wednesday. Yesterday was Taco Tuesday. Tomorrow is Taco Thursday. How do you kind of uh, cut up the taco action? Uh, If you're going on DoorDash this Wednesday afternoon, what is your uh, go-to food of choice on a Wednesday? I say let's sprinkle in some pizza, maybe do some pizza and mozzarella sticks. You have a go-to pizza chain, like a a big, you know, like if you had to choose between Pizza Hut and Papa John's, the ones kind of everyone knows, you have a go-to there? Probably, probably Pizza Hut. Yeah, Pizza Hut is actually very good. I I hadn't had it in a long time until... You know, earlier this spring, mm-hmm. I had it again, and I forgot. It used to, Papa John's used to be my favorite, but I think I think I'm on the same page as you with Pizza Hut usurping uh, Papa John's and my big chain pizza rankings. And the best part is DoorDash has you know all these uh, brands on their app. They have over 300,000 partners in the U.S., Puerto Rico, Canada, and Australia. And you know, we are mentioning obviously the the big national and international brands, but uh, DoorDash also has tons of your local go-tos from your community to choose from as well. Um, and ordering is nice and easy. You open the DoorDash app, you choose what you want to eat, and your food will be left safely outside your door with the new contactless delivery drop-off setting. So obviously safe for the delivery person and safe for yourself as well, the customer. Uh, many of your favorite local restaurants are still open for delivery, uh, even though they might not be open for a dine-in service. Uh, so you can still support all your favorite go-tos uh, from your community with the DoorDash app. And like I mentioned, those d- deliveries are contactless, so it keeps the communities who uh, operate safe as well. So right now, our listeners can get $5 off and zero delivery fees on their first order of $15 or more when you download the DoorDash app and enter code Locked On NHL. That's $5 off and zero delivery fees on your first order when you download the DoorDash app at the App Store and enter the code Locked On NHL. Don't forget that is code Locked On NHL, all one word for $5 off your first order with DoorDash. I certainly did not expect today to be um, as busy of a day as it was. Uh, You know, I think that we had quite a few um, moves around the league and kind of some concerning news as well coming out of um, Florida. Mm -hmm. Typical Florida man story. But um, to start... Elliot Friedman reported that Arizona has supposedly hired uh, Bill Armstrong as their GM. Of course, nothing is official as of yet. Do you have any thoughts on that? I mean, this is like, 
this is good for Bill Armstrong in the sense that like this is what happens when you are a part of a cup winning team. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, Armstrong was the assistant GM with the Blues, and he had been with the Blues since 2004. You know, kind of holding prominent positions in, in scouting and hockey operations and things like that. So he worked as he's proven that he's worked his way up through an organization uh, from over a decade that ultimately culminated in a Stanley Cup win. So um, not any particular thoughts uh, necessarily on Arizona <laughs> hiring Bill Armstrong as GM, um, but more so for Bill, like good for you. And this yeah. is kind of what happens when you win a cup, right? So uh, by far the, the more interesting thing about this whole Arizona situation is just the way John Chica left quitting on the team. Mm-hmm. Uh, what was it a week before the team was supposed to enter the bubble, maybe even yeah. less. Um, and I haven't heard any follow-up on John Chica, like where he is now, is if he's he going to get back in hockey, like what's his whole deal kind of thing. Um, it's just a bizarre, like Arizona's had a weird 20, like we've all had a weird 2020, but Arizona's had a, a pretty bad 2020 mm-hmm. both on and off the ice. Like they've gotten in some trouble and with the league, just doing some improper scouting practices. So um, a weird situation in Arizona, Bill Armstrong, like good for you for kind of taking that job on uh, because it is going to be a lot of work, you know, kind of, we mentioned the off ice problems, but on the ice, like you're going to have to, deal with trying to get Taylor Hall, who is the league's top free agent to resign there. So um, it's going to be a tough first year on the job for Mr. Bill Armstrong. That's for sure. Definitely. And I, you know, that's more of the front office business side of things that I'm not, I wouldn't say that I'm not interested in, but like we don't see like the hard and nitty gritty work that they necessarily do. So it's just kind of like, it's just a hire for me. Do you watch a documentary about that? Like, like we've seen, like the Bruins, for example, you know, mm-hmm. they have that show Behind the Bee, and there's that infamous clip of when <laughs> they trade Sagan. Tyler Sagan, right? Yeah. Like, and you kind of just see the how the conversation goes behind the scenes. And that was obviously Peter Shirley, the GM at the time. And, you know, they kind of, they, they don't obviously show the full context of everything, mm-hmm. but they show like the final, I guess, hour or two of when the Bruins are deciding to try trade Sagan and all the conversations that go down like that. So that's like probably the, the extreme example of, of the spectrum of, of what a documentary about a life yeah. in NHL front office would be like, if you had to watch like the, the average mundane you know, a year in the in the life of a GM, would, would that be interesting to you or do you think it'd be too boring, like too many emails, too many phone calls? I think if they did it kind of like a hard knocks um, style, like with the NFL, hmm. but kind of, you know, like obviously kept it front office related, but maybe sprinkled in some player visits and some meetings with the players and things like that, it would be fun. Yeah. I think that, you know, it's important to appreciate that aspect of the game, especially, you know, when those are the guys and girls bringing in your favorite players and bringing them back. Yeah, I think I think it would be I would probably want I would watch anything like yeah. <laughs> mostly hockey related. So, um, you know, we're probably the, 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 the wrong people to ask. But, you know, I think it's one of those things If they got like hard knocks does if they get full access to everything, it, it could work if, if there's any limit to access at all. It obviously wouldn't work. But um, you're right. There's a lot of things that go down, not only just as a GM, but, you know, kind of the tree of front office positions that mm-hmm. there are. We, we don't really know what happens and kind of the work that goes behind these things. And, you know, one of an example would be this Marcus Johansson trade. Um, he's headed to Minnesota in exchange for Eric Stahl. So now Eric Stahl is in Buffalo as a Sabre. 
we had no idea this trade was coming or at least I didn't, no. but to be fair, I'm not tracking the wild or the sabers necessarily any in any detail at all. So um, obviously getting the behind the scenes on how this deal kind of culminated would be interesting. Um, so moving on and, and just looking at the deal itself, uh, any reactions from yourself, Jess, on the Johansson for stall move? Um, You know, I, I think it's good. I mean, uh, Marcus Johansson is a really good player. Uh, when he was with the Bruins, I appreciated him a lot. And he, I, you know, this is a steal for Minnesota, I think. It is a, it's a interesting deal. Like Johansson, how old is this guy? He's 29 years old. Um, obviously Eric Stahl is, is on the older side of things. He's in his, he's 35 now. So um, I was, you know, when, when I saw the news and notes for today and was looking up the two players' respective, like, hockey DB pages, Eric Stahl must have one of the most bizarre pages in the world because, obviously, when he started his career, he was a, you know, perennial 30-goal scorer and obviously got into the 40s some years. And then around 2012, he dipped into, like, this void of nothingness um, up until 2016. And from 2016 up to this year, he's been at the least low 20s and you know got that one 42 goal season in, in 2017-18 so like Stahl has had literally he's built a roller coaster with his career page he's gone up and then he's gone down and now he's going back up so um interesting move for the Sabres to to kind of I guess bet on this rise that Eric Stahl yeah. is on but I would get I would probably classify this as a good old win-win trade like I guess both teams kind of address what they wanted and they're not neither team kind of lost this deal you can't say like right oh the Sabres lost this deal because they got a 35 year old like yeah they did get a 35 year old but he's also been playing really well the last four or five years so uh, the old win-win I gotta be honest though it is hard for me to have an opinion about a trade involving the Sabres in the wild yeah I mean they're not very interesting (laughs) no No. it's nothing uh you know no blockbuster trade or anything like that so good for them and then moving on to some coaching news and maybe a little bit more of an interesting team, the St. Louis Blues, they have hired Jim Montgomery as an assistant coach. So um, obviously Montgomery was let go earlier this season. He was the head coach of the Stars when he was let go. And he was, you know, one of one of those coaches who – it was like people have called it the Me Too movement of, of the yeah. NHL where, you know, Bill Peters was let go, which Peters was kind of – a whole different case like Peters wasn't really related but he was within that time frame of being let go Babcock was let go and then Montgomery was let go um but it sounds like Montgomery was let go for you know more so dealing with kind of personal reasons yeah you know alcoholism I think was um what the issue was so um it's good for Montgomery to come back and I think this is like a a perfect position uh, for him to kind of start his trek back like He's an assistant coach now on a really good team mm-hmm. um, and he can kind of start earning that cachet with players again and, and just getting back into life in the NHL. Whereas, you know, someone like Bill Peters is coaching now in the KHL. I think one of the teams in China, that's probably the, <laughs> the perfect spot for him. It's just getting yeah. him far, far away. He probably won't ever come back for, for forever. So, but it's good for someone like Montgomery to kind of overcome all the stuff he was dealing with off the ice. Cause it sounded like it was just personal problems. It wasn't him being a bad person to his team. Yeah. It was just, him kind of battling his own issues as we all do. Um, and so it's nice to see it honestly was a quicker turnaround than I ever thought it, it would be. He's, he's the first one back of kind of that group that was let go earlier this season. So 
uh, like I said, the perfect spot for him and I'm happy for him. Definitely. And I think, um, you know, because his departure happened during that time period, everybody kind of was speculating, like, what happened? What, you know, what did he do within his hockey career to warrant this during this time? And then it came out that he was struggling with addiction and everybody was kind of like, you know, a sigh of relief, you know, that there was no racism or physical altercations, I guess. But it's really great to see him come back as quickly as he did. Yeah, that was... Best of luck. Like, there's no good time to kind of be let go, like, in the fashion that he was. But just kind of with where the media market was in in hockey, it was just rampant speculation because it it was a secret for a long time. Like, I don't think we found out about the addiction side of things until months after he was initially yeah. let go so a uh, tough time for Montgomery to be let go um, but obviously it was you know valid reasons and, and good for him to kind of turn things around like we said as quickly as he had now going back to this whole it's almost what well, was it back in November when all this crap was going down um, yeah we are almost now almost a year ago it, oh my that's goodness. crazy eh? we're in September now it doesn't feel because it's all within the same season still so it doesn't feel like a year ago but you're right it was literally almost a year ago and, and now it's still trickling up to this day because uh, Panthers, the Florida Panthers have dismissed their assistant coach, Mike Kitchen, after he allegedly clicked, kicked a player on the bench um, during a game this season. Um, this was kind of something the Panthers had nipped in the butt earlier, you could say, because Kitchen, uh, the assistant coach, was not with the Panthers during their time in the bubble at all. So um, it was, you know, no one really, at least nationally, knew why he wasn't with the team uh, when they were in the bubble. But um, now we've kind of obviously found out the reasoning allegedly kicking a player on the bench during a game this season. Do you think, Jess, like, I'm not necessarily surprised that almost a year later it's still trickling out, but do you think Kitchen, like, is this going to be the last one, or do you think we're still going to get more stories like this? I really hope we don't get any more stories like this, but it wouldn't surprise me. Um, I think that it comes down to – I don't want to say hockey culture because it doesn't like, that's not the right word I'm looking for, but just, you know, like that uh, there's no funny business with like the older guys and things like that. So it's just kind of like maybe kicking them is kind of like a slap in the back of the head, kind of like knock it off, but who knows? I, you know, I really hope that this is the end and there's no more of this. Yeah. I would be shocked if anything kind of came out that like, if, if let's say someone was let go because uh, they kicked someone like in this playoffs or, or next mm-hmm. season, right? Like if this, if these incidents keep happening um, from this point forward and it's on that person as, as a coach, whether they're an assistant coach or not, um, like they should be fired and, and probably never brought back in the NHL. Absolutely. If you kind of, if you cross this line at this point after everything that's happened, um, I, I guess I, you know, I would hope that this is kind of the last one where, you know, kit the kitchen situation, for example, it allegedly happened uh, this season, some point earlier, like before kind of all this, um, I guess, crap hit the fan for lack of a better term. So, you know, maybe there are a couple more stories that trickle out and kind of resulted some job losses. Um, I could see that happening just because you never know how long kind of secrets are, are held for. But I would be shocked if a coach crosses the line at this point, you know, verbally uh, or physically. Um, just given kind of all the attention that's been paid to it, it would be, you know, just an unbelievably stupid 
move to make and yeah uh, if it is a move that is made like i said it's it's kind of one where like the re- the the consequences are clear staring at you guys are losing their job over this so uh if, if that doesn't wake you up and you and you still break the rules at that point it's probably a see you later and you'd probably never get a job in the nhl again definitely and you know there's no reason for it either like i don't i don't know i think the, the you're kicking worried. of the players because <laughs> it's been kitchen's not the only one to allegedly kick a player right and yeah it's so it's like so confusing to me about coaches kicking players i i I want i almost want to see like video of it like (laughs) how hard is this kick like because you know coaches like if if they're behind the players obviously on the bench like they they kind of smack the guys on the back with their hand like saying hey let's go like you know whatever like like, get it together together, like like, so if you're a coach and for me i'm a taller guy for example for me to like smack a player on the bench i would have to bend down and you know back pain blah 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 like maybe just use your foot like and use your foot with that light tap and and say hey get going is that classified as a kick like what are these kicks like for imagine for for a guy to lose their job i'd imagine these kicks have to be like pretty forceful right so I'm, i'm shocked there almost isn't video of it and you know it, it is bizarre to me like if 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 the kicks are as forceful as we think they are because you know guys are losing their job over it like, like my god like, like <laughs> this what, is... what's wrong with you <laughs> right and i don't know like i feel like it's just it has to be pretty intense of a kick because I, what like i can't even fathom like you know like there have been times where i've like you know, nudged a coworker or something and be like, Hey, like, come on, let's go. But I've never, you know, wanted to like punt them across the store. Yeah. It's, I don't know. It's bizarre. Like, <laughs> I guess no, no point in speculating over it. Maybe one day yeah. we'll get video of it. But uh, if, if, the, if I see another coach be let go for kicking a player, I'm, I'm gonna, it's almost <laughs> like the pandemic of kicking. I'm going to need an answer right. as to why this is happening and all of that. But uh, moving on, one more bit of coaching news. And, you know, it's it's more on the ice news, positive news, as opposed to all this negativity, negativity and firings and all that stuff. Um, Pete DeBoer has come out and said he has no regrets when it comes to the decision to play Leonard over Fleury. Um, totally understand where Pete DeBoer is coming from. Um, it's I'm kind of almost... A little bit surprised he was asked if he would have regretted that move, but uh, uh, I would have probably been in a similar position with as DeBoer making the same choice, picking Lennier over Fleury. Absolutely. And, you know, I think that he he made the right coaching call. And obviously, uh, you know, Calgary had some goalie questions heading into this playoffs, and they did it right, and so did Vegas. But Vegas just made it a little further. <laughs> Vegas's options were imagine we're having Leonard or Flurry. Like, oh man, <laughs> pick the guy who's going to make like seven million dollars this offseason, or pick Flurry, who has won multiple cups and all that stuff. Yeah. Like, <laughs> my God, like it's almost like I think if 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 DeBoer had started Flurry over Leonard and, and they still lost, he would have said he had no regrets either. Because mm-hmm. really, you could close your eyes and pick either one and have no regrets because you're getting the a good choice there. So um, there you go. Some news and notes from around the league and still to come. We wrap up a Wednesday edition of locked on flames with would you rather Wednesday? Uh, but first let me tell you about built bar. It is usually uh, this time in my work day. I'm two thirds now through this podcast. Uh, when I'm two thirds of the way through my work day, I like to have a nice protein bar because that's a nice quick snack that actually leaves you 
full and satisfied as opposed to a, like, you know, a typical granola bar where it's like, yeah, it tasted good, but uh, it doesn't really fill you up. Built Bar has the best of both worlds. It tastes amazing, tastes like a chocolate bar, um, but it does have all those nutritional benefits of a protein bar and leaves you feeling full and satisfied. Jess, you have had the great opportunity to taste a Built Bar. Do you remember what flavor you had by chance and just how delicious was it? I believe it was the raspberry uh, chocolate flavor. And oh my goodness, I it didn't taste like a protein bar. And it's just, it's one of those things that I'm really happy that I've had the opportunity to try and incorporate into my lifestyle. The Built Bar is amazing because like I said, like you said, how amazing it tastes, but it's, it's the perfect option for, for a health conscious person. You can lose or maintain weight all while indulging in that delicious treat. Uh, you mentioned just one flavor. They have 18 total flavors. The 12 original flavors, you know, such as coconut almond or German chocolate or mint brownie, but then also six brand new ones, uh, such as caramel brownie, cookies and cream, and apple almond crisp. So uh, those are just a few of the 18 amazing flavors including nut and non-nut flavors to choose from. Uh, and like you mentioned, soft and easy to choose. The bars are low calorie, low sugar, high protein, high fiber, and they mix in perfectly well with a keto diet. Uh, so for the, while the supplies last, you'll get a free cooler with your purchase when you go to builtbar.com. So go to builtbar.com, use the promo code LOCKEDON, that is all one word, and you'll get $10 off your next order. Use promo code LOCKEDON for $10 off at builtbar.com. That is builtbar.com. Locked on Flames with Jess Belmosto and Sean Lavery continues. Don't forget to follow our show's Twitter feed at LO underscore Flames. It's Wednesday, which means it is time for our lovely Would You Rather Wednesday segment. And I kind of struggled this week. I wanted to be a little bit more creative with my questions. Nice. I think you've done well because <laughs> I get the, the chance that our listeners don't have is I have the access to the Google Doc, the magical Google Doc, and I can read all these questions uh, beforehand and formulate, unfortunately, bad answers still, despite all this time I have to prep. Uh, but you've done a, a fantastic job oh, of you. creative questions. I'm excited for the second one, but we'll start. We have to start with the first one. Um, Jess, do you want to take it away with your first yes. Would You Rather Wednesday question? Would you rather the next possible expansion team be a Canadian or a California team? This is interesting. My California geography is not particularly <laughs> outstanding. I'm thinking the only possible market that the NHL could go into would be like Oakland or San Francisco. Uh, I don't know where else in California they could really you know, withstand a, a pro sports team. Uh, yeah. Unless you add that second LA team or something like that, right? So yeah, I uh, get a little rivalry going there or something. That would be kind of fun, actually. I think I think uh, a Kings versus expansion team rivalry might be a little more entertaining than a Clippers-Lakers <laughs> rivalry because the Clippers have just never been there. Even this year, they had an amazing yeah. team and they're just never there. So hopefully in the NHL, they can actually build up a little bit more of a rivalry. But anyways, uh, not to around the bush my answer would be a canadian team uh, i would much prefer another canadian team just increase those odds of having another canadian team win a cup um and on the topic of ex 
possible expansion. I would probably rather, if I could build it up my dream scenario, just have a relocation to a Canadian market mm. uh, and keep those 32 teams because I think we're flirting with a little too many teams at this point yeah. going up to 33 or 30. Because once you're at 33, you, you have to make it 34 because it has to be an even number, right, in theory. So <laughs> um, I would, in my perfect world, I would go with expansion and, and to another Canadian market. I don't really care which one. It can be in Saskatchewan. Ah, Saskatchewan, tough word for me to say, uh, or Quebec City. I don't really care. Just a, another Canadian team for me. How about you, Jess? You don't have this Canadian bias that I have living in the States. Uh, would you vote California because of that? No, I'm going Canadian um, simply because I want to see a Canadian team win the cup before the Leafs. So let's add one there or Perfect. relocate someone. <laughs> it's all about increasing those odds. Uh, yes. So I like it. I like where you're coming from. Here's your second question. Um, it's a fantastic question that you came up with. So we'll get you to answer it first. Would you rather have the flames shoot one of those Apple shot on iPhone commercials like the Leafs or the Golden Knights have done so far or the so smooth Gatorade commercial that the Blackhawks did? Which of those two options, the Gatorade or the Apple commercial that were uh, both entertaining, would you rather see the flames uh, could do? I would rather see the shot on iPhone because I don't know about you, but that Gatorade commercial made me feel so uncomfortable and it was played so much <laughs> that it just like, I cringed. It just was not, it wasn't great. <laughs> I got to be honest. I don't think I've had the opportunity to see the Skaterade commercial. Oh. Uh, I think it might be an American only thing, but uh, who knows? I'm not really much of a commercial watcher. I have seen though, both of these shot on iPhone commercials. I wasn't a huge fan of the, the least one, to be honest. Like mm -hmm. it was, it was kind of cool, but I'm like, yeah, yeah. And then the Vegas one, like, I could watch probably any Mark Andre Fleury commercial and, and be very happy with it. Yes. So um, I'm, I'm on board with you. The Vegas one was fantastic. Um, so the Golden Knights and the and the Leafs both had two individuals participate in the shot on iPhone commercial. Do you have two in mind um, that the Flames would be uh, that the Flames would elect to to be in this commercial? I'd have to imagine Matthew Kachuk is one of them. Um, yeah. So who would be alongside Kachuk as a co-star in this Apple commercial? Um. Maybe Johnny Gaudreau, just because he is, you know, Johnny Hockey. I think you'd have to throw him in there, or I, that's I don't know. I've seen a Matthew Kachuk commercial for Skip the Dishes with uh, Mr. David Riddick. Oh, it was okay. really funny in the you know just Riddick's broken English and Kachuk's trying <laughs> to explain all like they were trying food with blindfolds on. Um, and I forget what the food was. Maybe it was something like Philadelphia cream cheese or or just something super North American. And, and Riddick <laughs> knew what it was, but he didn't know what the word was. And oh he was like God. struggling and Kachuk was trying to, it was it was a, a funny commercial. And those two seem to be great friends. Obviously yeah. after every win, they give each other a fantastically big hug. So I think uh, a Kachuk and Riddick um, commercial would go pretty well. Both of our nominees, you, you mentioned Goudreau, I mentioned Riddick, they might not even be on the team. So <laughs> yeah. it might be bad commercial producing because you might have to pull it if one of those guys gets traded. But uh, regardless, Kachuk in a shot on iPhone commercial with virtually any flame, I'm sure it would be almost as entertaining. Um, how about we add a couple more options to the list of yes. Kachuk commercial teammates because We've talked about Oliver ekman Larson and Tori Krug as possible defensive targets for the Flames to land this offseason. If you had to choose one of ekman Larson or Krug to come to Calgary and you can only pick one, would you rather have ekman Larson or Krug? Krug, because he, um, 
I don't know. Well, only if Calgary is going to pay him, I guess. <laughs> but, um, you know, I, I know his game better than I know Ekman Larson. So th- there's a big bias there. But um, I-, I would go with Krug. So here's my thing. I would pick Ekman Larson just because he is such a bona fide number one defenseman. And yeah. like, there's absolutely no doubt about it whatsoever. I know how good Krug is. Is Krug like number one, no doubter as well? Or is he kind of a, a top pairing guy, but probably like the one, a, one B as opposed to the one A? Um, you've Definitely seen... a one B. Okay. So, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So Krug, like, obviously I, I wouldn't say no to having either of them come to Calgary. Um, but I think for me in, in this scenario, I would pick Ekman Larson, uh, even though he does have that massive cap hit, just because mm-hmm. he is such a bona fide number one uh, player uh, defenseman and you know with Giordano being a lot closer to leaving than he is to, to staying as a member of the Flames just given his age as well it'd be nice to just have you know someone like Ekman Larson kind of just be such an obvious replacement uh, I'm sure Krug could pull it off as well um, Tori Krug and Rasmus Anderson playing together would probably be a fantastic first pair um, and it'd be kind of you know the sum of the parts being a lot better than you know each one on its own so definitely uh, really no wrong answers to this question but um you know, just a fun one to ponder anyways. There there has been reports in the news the last couple of days that the Wild are, you know, still even more active on the trade market. They've reported to be actively shopping defenseman Matt Dumba. Uh, where do you think Dumba would rank in this ekman Larson crew conversation? Do you think he's, it's even, you know, he's maybe second or third or is, or is he, is ekman Larson and crew just so much obviously uh, superior to Dumba in your opinion? I think that, you know, you know, it's, pretty obvious that he kind of ranks third there um but you know if i'm not gonna say no to another defenseman this is true um, yeah, like, um i mean it depends on what they want for him obviously but you know just all that depth at the blue line probably uh would be nice yeah, I'm on the same page as you. I think, you know, Dumba quite obviously third to Ekman Larson and Krug. Um, and Dumba a little bit more of a, uh, like a high risk, high reward situation, yeah. I feel. So, uh, I mean, if, you, if you're if you a risky type, then, you know, it's probably fun to go with Dumba and, and kind of see what you can get. But uh, for both of us, the pessimists and, you know, kind of the, the so cautious uh, podcast hosts, I think obviously <laughs> – either Ekman Larson or crew would probably be uh, better for our heart rates and stress levels for sure. Yes. Um, one more, would you rather Wednesday? And this is one I came up with and probably needs a little bit explanation, which probably doesn't make it a good question, but uh, anyways, we're going to progress and go forward with it. Would you rather have Bradtree living leave Calgary before Jeff Ward does, or would you rather have Ward leave before tree living does basically like i'm asking would you rather have tree living be fired before ward or <laughs> ward fired before tree living because you know both scenarios spell disaster for the flames but i think there's one that's maybe a little bit more disastrous um which one would you rather have first uh, i really don't like the revolving door with uh head coaches so but oh i don't know <laughs> i guess uh i guess ward being fired would probably yeah be better <laughs> that's my answer as well i think i think if you're firing bradtree living uh before jeff ward at, at this point you know something Something's has wrong. gone disastrously wrong um i guess you know if, if, if ward was going to be fired before tree living it's 
sure it's the revolving door of coaches, but you know, you know, you could maybe spin it as, you know, Trey Living's on, like, this is finally his last lifeline. If he, if he has another coach after Ward, which I'm really not sure if he's going to have, uh, but that's a whole nother conversation. So uh, it's, it was a weird, I don't know how I came up with this question. It's a weird question to, to think of and come up with, but you know, it's, it's kind of picking which two disaster situations is worse. Right. So um, having your GM fired before your coach obviously means something has gone significantly wrong uh, structurally with your team and if, if something has gone wrong with the structure of the flames then they're probably going to be in trouble trying to fix those mistakes for a few years so uh, much better to try and fix on ice coaching decisions than off ice roster decisions for sure so Absolutely. there we go another edition of would you rather wednesday it was a fun one this week um, lots of flames topics which was nice to get in and coming up tomorrow uh another edition of locked on flames it is thursday this week has gone by a lot faster given how slow it seemed to progress like when we started on tuesday so uh, we're already at thursday and then obviously friday uh we have our winners and losers of the week maybe tomorrow we try and spend some even deeper reverse psychology on the islanders to try and to get them win to win another game against the lightning uh, we'll just have to see how all that plays out. You can follow us on Twitter at Jessica Belmosto and I am at Sean underscore Lavery. And be sure to subscribe and follow this podcast right now on your favorite podcast app and you'll get the latest episode of Locked on Flames as soon as it's available each day. And don't forget to subscribe and listen to both Locked on Islanders and Locked on Lightning uh, to see how those two podcasts are trying to spin their own reverse psychology. We're trying to do our own thing here far, far away from the Eastern Conference Finals. So uh, I would imagine Lockdown Islanders and Lockdown Lightning has, has far more uh, stress levels than, than even we do. So uh, Jess, thanks so much for today and we'll chat tomorrow.